Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, uh, joined with uh, by Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, reporter, analyst. Uh, Justin and I uh, talking about the game last night, uh, the Longhorns defeating West Virginia 38-20. to uh, It was a big win for the Longhorns, momentum-changing win for the Longhorns. Is that how you see it, Justin? I, you know, I, I believe there, there's, there's definitely a shift in momentum. I, I think it was more, it was, I know it was early, but there was a, there was a must win vibe to it. And so um, anytime you're getting leading up to Texas OU, which is this week, hate week, this is, just, this is when it's fun. This is when it's at its best. You want to go into that game with some confidence. Oklahoma does not look confident after last night. Even though Texas still has some some things to fix, they look more confident. So to me, that's my biggest takeaway. It's how how are they going to you know prepare themselves mentally for this big game coming up on Saturday against OU? Yeah, you never want to look past OU, but then they have Iowa State. Iowa State losing at uh, Kansas over the weekend. Uh, Texas has a chance to go on a little run here. Uh, OU obviously uh, maybe out maybe uh, without their starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel as well. They lost. Uh, decisively to TCU over the weekend. Before we get into the game, I want to say special thanks to our sponsor, Bertolatis Rodman. Uh, at Bertolatis Rodman, it's about the relationships. The full-service law firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup and complex negotiations to every contract needed in between. Bertolatis Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Justin, um, we talk about it each and every week. We, we kind of go through the offense and the defense. Uh, Texas scores on six of eight drives uh, in the first uh, – to start the game, they punted uh, after right. a stack of card. But after that, Texas scores on six of its next seven drives, not including uh, the one to end the first half. So, uh, you know, I thought the efficiency was there. What do you think the key to that efficiency was – uh, for the first half for Texas? I, I think it was Hudson Card. I think it was him coming into his own more and more. This is a kid that we talked about improving week to week. You know, this is he's a better quarterback than he was last year. And last season was his first was, you know, his first year of being the guy. And so to me, I thought Hudson Card was, was the guy steering the ship. Um, because now, Xavier Worthy may have been more valuable because I feel like his line top to bottom, 152 total yards, obviously the 33-yard touchdown pass, but the kid also had, I want to say, like seven, six or seven catches, 119 yards receiving. I mean, Xavier Worthy was obviously the most valuable, but I think Hudson Card is the one that, that – that, that's my biggest takeaway from the offense of the first half. He was He was a machine. And I thought the play calling was exactly kind of what we had seen from Sark earlier in the year. He was setting plays up, and he didn't let they didn't let up in the second half. They were they were using those setup plays in the first half to continue over in the second half. To me, that was big. Hudson yeah. Clark played really well, Bobby. Yeah, I thought he did too. I think that the key, um, really, we talked about it uh, in in the pregame. Justin is Texas. Texas was trying to force the run the last few games, maybe a little much. They didn't try to do that against Alabama and move the ball better uh, because they knew they they just went in thinking that they probably couldn't force right. the run, right? But against Texas Tech, they really tried to force the run, and it wasn't working. Uh, yet they they 
they did that at the expense of the short passing game. And Hudson Card has come along enough uh, that he's starting to connect in the short passing game to move the chains to, that then opens up the running game later and lightens the box a little bit. Right. Uh, and that's exactly what happened uh, on the first couple of uh, possessions and through the rest of the game, really. Uh, even though Texas only scored 10 points in the second half, they were driving there at the end almost completely on running plays, uh, by the way, too. So um, I feel like this Texas offense uh, was a more um, well-rounded effort. Uh, yes. They finished with 336 yards in the air, 110 on the ground, uh, 446 yards total, 25 first downs, Justin, which I think is uh, one of their higher marks of the season, uh, they, which means they didn't go for the big play. Uh, and I want to go back to something that happened with Hudson Card relatively, relatively early in the game. Uh, his first downfield throw, he misses Xavier Worthy wide open. Yes. Okay. That very same drive, Texas come back, comes back and still scores a touchdown. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. That that told me that they were still going to be on top of it, Justin. Yeah. And that it wasn't going to be one of those where they let, um, I don't want to say let victory slip out from their fingertips, but they didn't take the the their their foot off the pedal or their foot off the accelerator. They continued out uh, the throw to, to Worthy uh, in, on the sideline. Uh, he read it early, still had uh, – card read it early, still had pressure in his face and delivered the throw. I thought that was a tremendous throw from him and showed that he was ready to go on Saturday night. It was. It wasn't. And let's not forget, this is a, this is a quarterback that was still hurt. Hudson Card is not healthy. This is not a healthy quarterback room. So you really have to tip your cap to Card. Also, they left some plays on the field, Bobby. There were a few times if Card leads Rashawn Johnson one time in those three pass attempts, he probably scores twice. And so, I, yeah, the, I, you're exactly right. Very well-rounded, very balanced. And you know what else? We talked about this last Sunday about stomping on the throat. That's what Texas didn't do against Tech. They had a double-digit lead in, in the second half, and they didn't go for the kill shot. That mentality was different last night. They they definitely had that that killer instinct that that you want once you get that big lead. You know, people can say they only scored ten in the second half. Well, hell, West Virginia was bleeding the clock for them. That it, it was it couldn't have worked out any better if Texas if they were running. You know, Texas could have run the clock out. You know, running the ball in the second half. It didn't matter. West Virginia was doing it for them. And so, at the end of the day, that's what I call complimentary football. And I think that was even more well-rounded from top to bottom. Yeah, I was I was uh, definitely impressed uh, with the Texas offense. Uh, JT Sanders got involved early and often. Yeah. Uh, I think that he continues to be a, a true outlet uh, for Hudson Carter, whoever the quarterback uh, will be. Uh, they went to the running backs in the passing game early. Uh, we saw a bunch of option routes uh, with Card. Uh, maybe maybe those weren't necessarily really available. Uh, last week, uh, given Card still being injured, 
but he absolutely looked better. I thought one of the key plays in the second half uh, was him stepping up, uh, evading pressure and making uh, a third down uh, run uh, on a third and seven to keep the drive going. Uh, Hudson Card uh, played extremely well. I thought the offensive line uh, protected reasonably well after that first sack uh, by uh, uh, West Virginia uh, in the first very first drive yeah. of the game. Uh, Kelvin Banks cleaned that up the next go. Uh, and, you know, Texas held their own. A uh, couple of uh, maybe, uh, you know, Hudson Connor or Hayden Connor got called for a hold at one point. Uh, but you really look at it, and other than a, a missed big throw uh, to, uh, other than a missed big throw uh, to Xavier Worthy, a hold uh, by uh, Hayden Connor, there weren't, and maybe a, a missed throw or two to Roshan Johnson. To your point, yeah. there weren't a lot of clear errors on offense. Um, the and even those they came back from. Oh, the Jake Major snap. Was another one, even that though one could have been bad too. Yeah, that could have been bad. It was it was a, at a horrible time of the game too, where In the a game, horrible place. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the point being, the number of errors there did not feel overwhelming to me. Yeah. Um, and they they mounted a little bit at Tech, uh, where you you kept saying, "Oh, they could have had that," or uh, they're they're wasting their time trying to penetrate the middle of the defense. Uh, this one worked a little bit differently for the Longhorns. Again, a 446 total yards. Hudson Card finishes 21 of 27, 303 yards, uh, three touchdowns. Xavier Worthy, seven uh, catches, uh, seven catches, 119 yards, two TDs, almost had a catch on a deflection on the Hail Murray at the end of the first half as well. Made up for that in the third quarter with the deflection yeah, uh, he did. as well. Um, all right. Player of the game on offense. I went Hudson Card. Who are you, who are you going? I'm going to go Hudson Card. I think yeah. he earns it. I think he deserves it. He's a kid that's taken a lot of crap. He's played hurt, Bobby. He's played. He, this is a kid that's just shut his mouth and put his nose down and kept working. Hudson Card, tip of the cap, brother. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he, he deserves it, Justin. Um, all right, let's go to defense. Uh, stat of the game for me. I just want to talk about the stat of the game. 61 total yards rushing for West Virginia. Um, that is – That's winning football. That's right. That's right. And, you know, C.J. Donaldson had come in as one of the best backs in the – I didn't realize where he ranked in the in the season. They showed a clip earlier in the game where Donaldson – it was top 10 in like four different category, rushing categories this season. Bobby, that was huge. I think that really, really clipped – JT Daniels and what Neil Brown and those guys can do. Uh, no doubt. Um, and um, Moro Joma was back. I thought he played well. I oh, thought Devondre yeah. Sweat, Keandre Coburn, Byron Murphy, another. I mean, I just don't people, if you get a chance, I, I, I rewatched the game this morning uh, before we shot this video. Uh, if you get a chance to watch the pursuit and the strength of Byron Murphy on the inside and really focus on it uh, on your DVR or what have you, uh, go back and do that uh, because he is playing really, really at a high level right now. I know he gets caught in the the morass in the middle uh, oftentimes, but uh, uh, I also thought that uh, Texas went to the ball really well, aggressively, uh, delivered some uh, really nice hits in the open field uh, from, from the DBs, whether it was uh, Anthony Cook or Jaron Thompson 
Uh, Ryan Watts had a couple of solid tackles in the open field as well. Um, but really, uh, the guy that is is proving to be the most reliable player on defense at this point may be Jalen Ford. Um, he ends oh. the night with 14 tackles, and he's just flying around the football as best he can. He's not perfect, and he's still learning the game. Um, and so uh, Jalen Ford, uh, Justin, my defensive player of the game. You know, Jalen Ford, if you take away the first game, has 51 tackles in his last four games. He is cleaning up the mess. Um, I don't – defensive player of the game, that you know, that's a tough one because I thought it was well-rounded as well. I yeah. thought stopping the run – if, if I'm going to give defensive player of the game, I'm probably going to give it to the defensive line as a whole. I'm going to cop out because I thought they just played incredibly complimentary football. You give up 61 yards rushing, you are going to – you're gonna you're you're gonna be in most of the ball games you're in. It's as simple as that. And I thought there was a bend, no, don't break kind of you know mentality, uh, you know, back and forth to it as as you could say. But man, that 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 defensive line was solid. Like you said, Byron Murphy just manhandles people. Sweat played really well. I thought he played inspired football when he's when he's when his engines revved. This defense is a little bit better. Overshone not having to spy. And 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 uh, being able to kind of do a little bit more freelancing, I thought helped him. Bobby in the second half, he was really good on shooting gaps, and that's something I have not seen from Demario and Overshone playing linebacker the last few seasons. He does a lot of good stuff sideline to sidelines, but you just don't see those NFL type plays. He shot the gap on a on a couple plays, got a tackle for loss on one, was in in, a, in on a play on another, and that's the thing for this defense: seven tackles for losses. Seven pass breakups, three sacks. That is a PK game. That's a Pete Kwiatkowski, you know, stat line. And so I, I thought the secondary played as well. D Deshaun Jameson, you know, I don't want to do him an injustice. He put on some really good NFL tape for coverage. That's a kid that I thought even the passes Daniels completed, the DBs were right there on their hips. You can give – that's okay. You, you know – a good quarterback is going to put that ball in that in that, in that box. And that's exactly what Daniels did. He, he's got an incredible arm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And so Jamison needs some credit as well, but I'm going to give it to the D-line. I, I would do it as a whole, but that's a total cop-out. So I'm yeah, just going to minimize it. And I'm, I'm going to give the defensive player to the D-line. I still wish Texas would get to the quarterback a little quicker. Uh, they're having problems getting there, and, and really they're doing a good job pushing up the middle. Uh, but still having a little bit of time uh, trying to get there off the edge. Uh, that's just a, a natural uh, uh, progression of, of uh, ability and, and what they've got going on. Uh, I talked to Rod last night in the postgame show, Justin. Uh, get your opinion on this. Rod and I both think that they're starting to match up better in their zones uh, underneath. Uh, Jalen Ford in particular is starting to get, get a feel for really what quarterbacks are trying to do uh, underneath. Uh, as well as DeMarvian Overshone. Uh, Jaron Thompson broke on a ball on a third down. 
that I, or excuse me, on a second down and uh, saw the play before it happened. Those sorts of things uh, are big time plays that are starting to happen more regularly. And I want to say this, it shows improvement. And so if Texas continue, this is the issue that I had a problem with last week is I felt like Texas reverted instead of showing improvement. Now, a year ago, they, they were even improved year over year against Tech. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but I didn't see that continued improvement of, of making new things happen and seeing, uh, you know, guys get in, in tighter coverage, et cetera. And I thought Texas was able to do that on defense. And, and, and Rod, he has a great point. You know, Ryan Watson to Sean Jamison played really good. I mean, the, like I said, Daniels made some throws, some NFL throws that you're just not going to – you can't defend, but all you can do is stay in that in that hip and, and be ready to turn. And I thought those guys did that. I felt like they gave up the dink and dunk similarly, like they did the tech and, and some other schools, but they were a little closer. Instead of there being seven yard gap, it was a five yard gap. You know, little things like that. I think it was footwork. I think it was angles they were taking, which when you add all that stuff up, can make the difference in, in making a play on third and long, can making a play on a fourth and two. The, the very – hey, Justin, the very first – I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, the yeah. very first fourth down, Ryan Watts the, – the ball they ran a slant against Ryan Watts, and the ball was just slightly behind the receiver. And Ryan Watts was there to, to help make a play. That's the difference between, you know, a drive continuing and not. And last week against Tech, they don't make that play. No. No, it's the little things. It's it's a two step here. It's an angle here. It's reading something there. It's developmental, is what it is. They're being developed, and and you were right. There was a, it felt like a a twenty twenty one flashback last week in Lubbock. I think we can scrub that. I, I really do because I, I like I, this. To me, was one of the more well rounded games, top to bottom, and and. You want this kind of momentum going into Texas OU next weekend. You you want this kind of momentum going into hate week because you're not going to have to worry as much about getting guys up on Saturday. Mm-mm. You don't have to worry about, you know, Texas. There may have been a letdown going to Lubbock. It may have been, you know, coming off a huge win against Alabama, a comeback, you know, a second half effort against UTSA. It felt kind of like a little bit, maybe they, they were a little bit sleep, maybe going through the motions a little bit early on. This week, you don't have to worry about that. You just have to worry about the game plan and execution. Guys are going to be, you know, they're going to be amped up. And I think the defense, we're going to see a better version of the defense this week. Only because, you know, the different the thing about Texas OU, Bobby, it's not a football game. It's a fist fight. And, and so you, they're, they're going to be amped up. They just have to execute. And if they do like they did, you get in the backfield like, you know, I named it off a few stats earlier. If you're getting in the – and we talked about that last Sunday, getting in the backfield, creating those 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 negative plays. This defense did that, and I think they deserve a ton of credit for it. Um, you know, I want to I want to take a step back from what we talked about. We talked about offensive defense, special teams. Uh, Daniel Trejo did not punt as well uh, as he had been. Uh, I think he's in, averaged in the 30s, uh, high 30s last night. Um, also, uh, you look at it, uh, Justin, uh, they almost allow an onside kick recovery, although that was a, a tremendous – I thought it was a great uh, uh, design by West Virginia on yeah. that onside kick. 
thought that was one of the more unique ones I've seen, uh, which uh, may have caught Texas by surprise in the first place. Uh, otherwise, uh, Burt Auburn uh, continues to to be very, very consistent. Uh, that was that way. I mean, he just stepped up and, and nailed it uh, after a long time out. Uh, I thought that was a, a good one on him. Uh, so the special teams, I thought, played reasonably well, had a maybe had a hiccup here or there. But uh, overall, as long as that field goal kicker continues uh, to uh, nail field goals and you don't allow big returns or big plays, uh, special teams is good by me. Hey, listen, we know how Jeff Banks rolls. Special teams is, is just another phase of the game. It's just like offense and defense. But raise show of hands. Who thought Burt Auburn was going to be this consistent in this clutch so so far? And I better not see one damn finger because <laughs> nobody thought that, Bobby, and, and us included. We were talking about that in our group text last night. I think I think Paul had mentioned something about you know we didn't see this coming, and you have to you know give Banks some credit, give Auburn credit, but yeah, special teams look solid. Trejo, you know he. he he had a few punts that were on the back of his, you know, back of the end zone that I think he did good enough getting them out, getting them cleared. There was one where I thought almost got blocked uh, down there. But at the end of the day, Bert Auburn, listen, the dude has just been nails in, in a position that <laughs> you don't think of when you need it, when you don't have it. You know, when you've got a kicker, it's, it's, it, you take it for granted. When you don't, that's something you worry about every Saturday in a close game. And right now, I think Sark and Banks, they, they have some confidence inside show Bob. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that he's actually uh, becoming one of the better players or one of the more reliable uh, kickers in the conference uh, at this point. Again, though, it's only five games in. And you know what? Texas plays OU in the Cotton Bowl this coming weekend. Uh, I want to talk about unsung heroes uh, a little bit from this game. Uh, my Mine's going to be a little bit different, and I want to get your thought on this. Uh, of all the players, yes, Xavier Worthy, J.T. Sanders had good games. Jordan Whittington, uh, B. John Robinson went over 100 yards. Hudson Card had a great game. The defensive line and Jalen Ford played well. Mine is going to be the offensive line. And I felt like uh, going into the game, the defensive front for West Virginia was the strength of their team. Not unlike what it was for Texas Tech. Um, and... I, whether it was play calling from uh, Sark to get the ball out with some RPOs early that slowed it down or the offensive line them, themselves, uh, Texas was able to control the ball when they had it uh, largely because they had a clean pocket and, you know, they were getting three and four and five and six yards yeah. carry when they did uh, run the ball. Absolutely. And so I, I felt like of all the groups on the team, they were probably the unsung unsung heroes of the night. Only one uh, infraction: the Hayden Connor, uh, the Hayden Connor hold. But otherwise, just a tremendous overall game. I I like that we got this new category because now I can show some love to Deshaun Jameson. Bobby, I, I I think I had him down for three or four pass breakups. And these, listen, this is this, this was something that secondary needed. You needed Deshaun Jack. This is a game I think Jamison needed. Watts had been playing well all year. And, and, and I thought Jamison had been playing adequate as well. But it wasn't just when that happened and that we saw it happen. It's that he's starting to get it. it. It goes in line with what you talked about earlier about, okay, they're starting to kind of know where their role is. Kind of Jalen Ford's kind of starting to be more comfortable underneath, you know, things that 
things that they're looking for. My unsung hero is Deshaun Jameson. I mean, Baby Shark played really well. And look, Ford Wheaton was a challenge. I mean, the kid's 5'9". Any talented receiver they face for the rest of the season is going to be somewhat of a challenge. And, and you got to think it's just unreal when you look at 5'9 on one side and 6'3 on the other. But Deshaun Jameson, man, that's a guy that, you know, he's not returning punts. Xavier Worthy does does that from now on, and and we don't see him as much on kickoff returns. So what do you see? Him, so where's where's his role? Well, it's it's playing, it's locking down the the boundary corner. And I thought I thought he did that really well. So I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give Baby Shark the Unsung Hero Award. Okay, I think that's fair. I I I think he did play well. Uh, was a solid in run support as well. Uh, there. All right, uh, Justin, it is Sunday. Uh, early morning, you and I are, are taping this. Uh, I, Longhorns head to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas this coming week. Big game. Hey, OU has lost their first two conference games for the first time in a long, long time. I don't even. I don't even want to go try to figure that. Probably out. since they've been in the Big Twelve, since they own the conference. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> um, and, and so uh, they also appeared to have lost uh, their. Uh, starting quarterback. Uh, how long is a question mark? I don't know that he's necessarily out uh, for the Texas game, uh, but you know we'll have to wait and see what that means. Uh, they ended up going to a backup that moved them for two touchdowns uh, in that game. Uh, they also lost uh, their uh, starting running back for a time, Eric Gray. Not sure if he's going to be back. This on the surface, it looks like Texas is poised to go in as a heavy favorite. I, I think that if we look at it our in, in our direction, Texas um, is starting to play a little bit stronger brand of ball. And what I saw from OU this weekend was a defense that still didn't understand the system they were trying to play. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Um, the transition from Alex Grinch to Brent Venables, they were still discombobulated. And they had no, they did not have, once Gabriel went out, they did ha not have enough offensive firepower to match TCU in, in any way. Is that kind of what you saw? It, it is. And also, you know, I thought TCU played really well. Like that, to me, that was kind of a big, big factor there. You know, not so much OU's poor play, but rather – you know, TCU played really good top to bottom, and they, they look dangerous. And there's a reason game day is coming to Lawrence, Kansas next Saturday, and it's for the top two teams in the Big 12. OU, you know, if you're a Texas fan, you, you, you're giggling every Saturday when you see stuff like this. And listen, this pro, this team looked a little better than they, uh, uh, a month ago than they do now. Uh, the injuries have kind of taken a toll, and I think people have kind of caught on a little bit to what they were trying to do. And like you said, the defense is a little out of, uh, out of sync. Um you know, a Jeff Levy offense, you always have to be on your toes. It's a it's a, a strong version of Baylor's beer and shoot. Um, it's a one read type deal. Dylan Gabriel was really important for that, Bobby. 
and being able to run the ball because in, in that system, there's so many of these, those, those verts take those receivers, take those secondary. So there's a lot of running lanes to the outside. And so a lot of that, you have to have one to have the other. And Oklahoma doesn't have that right now. If you're a Texas fan, you've got to be licking your chops. Take nothing for granted going in because uh, it will be, you called it a fist fight, uh, bloodbath. I mean, everybody plays every minute of every every down or every second of every down in that game. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say the one thing that I really enjoyed uh, watching uh, a lot uh, for Texas and what I think will matter uh, in this coming game against OU, I felt like the defensive effort was really there uh, for Texas on Saturday night against West Virginia. Uh, a lot of gang tackling, a lot of uh, rallying. No doubt. I mean, Prince Dorba may have had his first important game in, in Texas. I mean, he made two or three tackles, chased the ball well. Uh, they're getting him some time now. Uh, you know, I feel like Texas may be getting into a situation where, okay, we're trying to go with these guys and figure it all out. Uh, and, you know, they're going to need that uh, for OU, no matter who the Sooners come out with at quarterback over the weekend. Um, because, you know, Texas Texas sitting at three and two. I want to I bring this up as well. we got to talk a little bit about recruiting because Texas lost a recruit, Jonah Wilson, the wide yeah. receiver out of spring to Caney on Saturday. He decommitted before the Texas game. Not sure what exactly he's doing. It could be Houston. Could be Ohio State, uh, could be a number of teams that uh, he's now looking at. But Justin, the question I had for you on that um, is: Texas is three and two, the Aggies are three and two, and OU is three and two. Those three teams are the primary. Those three teams are the primary um, teams that go after recruits in the in the state of Texas that everybody looks at and says, "Okay, these are the kind of the home field guys," right? Right. You know. LSU to a lesser extent. Those three set the, they set the field. Right. So now that Texas is on even, at least overall, on even field with those guys, do you expect recruiting to make maybe make a little change here or there or the tenor of it uh, to do so? That's a question I could better answer in a month. Right now, it it's it could it could trend that way, but I'm you know, still a little gun shy from Lubbock last week and, and losing Jonah Wilson, that one, that one kind of burns Bobby. That's a kid that really likes Texas. That's a kid that's very fond of Brandon Marion. There, there's, that's a, that's a unusual um, decommitment because that's a kid that was really bought in to, to what these guys were selling. And, and, and Texas was far and away that his best offer you know, beside Ohio State, Texas was the best school there. And so that one was kind of a surprise. Give me about three or four weeks. Let's see where this this threesome's at a month from now. Let's kind of see where, where, where the field's level. Because, you know, we, we try to tell fans this all the time. Recruits do not view the games like fans do. They just don't. They, they don't base it off of one loss on one visit. If that was the case, Texas wouldn't have signed half of their class last year that that attended the, the Kansas loss. It just doesn't work that way. But you beat OU on a big stage, that's gonna make it, that's gonna make a dent. Uh you 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 continue to kind of push that way. And then you also have to look at what AM's gonna try to do. Bobby, they're a mess. They're an absolute mess. I don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback. 
Um, their defense, which had been looked so good this season, kind of started looking vulnerable. I mean, Mississippi State got hot, you know, in that second quarter, but it's just one of those things where it, we get we need a few more weeks. We need a, another month of games to kind of see exactly where things go. I actually talked to uh, David Hicks Jr., his uh, father, uh, David Hicks Sr. Uh, Hicks committed at A and M last week, and I checked in with him a few days ago and I said, you know, you got to be relieved now the recruitment's over and da, 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 da. And he said, well, he said, it, it might not be, you know, he wasn't implying that, that DJ was going to look around. He said, but if A&M starts losing, these schools are not going to start calling us and we're not going to stop talking to them. And so that's significant. So I think you have to see a little bit more. It's too much of a small sample. We need to see a little bit more, um, but think about this: the last time Texas won on a weekend and A and M and OU lost was 2017. That's the last time you had that kind of combination uh, of sorts. A, a few more weekends like that, Bobby, and these handful of guys that Texas and A and M and 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 OU are on will start to shift. You'll start seeing some momentum going side to side. You'll start to see more visits, more guys on campus, things of that sort. But it's it's one of those things, Bobby. It's unique, like you're saying. It three all are three and two. All are pretty much the core of the recruiting in this state. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If Texas lines up another game like they did, you know, on Saturday, recruiting will take care of itself. Yeah. I, I, what about Jonte Cook taking a visit to uh, Oregon over the weekend? You know, that's a thing where Jonte always, always – wanted to visit Oregon. Jonte always, always wanted to to go up there and see exactly what it's like because Oregon, to a lot of these kids, is a dream school, Bobby. These kids have been raised in that uniform era. They've been raised in that exposure and, and, and attention era, and, and Oregon accentuates that. And so that's – I mean, there's zero worry when it comes to, to that. But, you know, you – there wasn't a lot of worry with Jonah Wilson either. It's recruiting. You can't take anyone for granted. You, it could change on a dime. I still think we we're, we still need a few. We, we need a few more games. We need more of a sample size before we can deter, determine who's going to assert themselves in the state of Texas for this class. Uh, and twenty twenty four. Want to say thank you uh, to Tim Rodman at Bertolatus Rodman uh, at Bertolatus Rodman, uh, the uh, law firm. It's about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations of bigger companies to every contract needed in between. Bertolatus Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. All right. For Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football Rapid Reaction.